On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Pub Crawl Liz. And this is the genius. Back at it again. Um, thanks for tuning in. I believe in. this is number 20. <laughs> You're adorable when you start counting like that. I know, but it's impressive. Are you tired of it yet? Not at all. I'm just warming up. Yeah, I know. You're digging it. Yeah, I'm totally digging it. Um, I think I found my format. <laughs> I, I mean, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. But I'm not one to say I knew it, but I knew it. No, you constantly do. <laughs> By the way, she made, she was only one minute late today, so I think we should really applaud. <laughs> that was very impressive. You're in a, your usual chipper mood. I'm reasonably actually, chipper. No, I think you're actually not in the best mood because of your situation from yesterday. Was that yesterday or two days ago? What happened? Oh, hell broke loose at your home. Oh, yeah. We, um, the power, the fucking city. Now, they said they stuck the notice underneath the door, but it was outside the hallway. So anyway, the power was off for like four or five hours. And then the plumbers announced that they were going to turn the water off for a guy named... And then the plumbers were down in the basement didn't know where the fuck the water was. I had to go down there. I should... I should have charged. I mean, how can you be so stupid and be a plumber and not know how to turn the fucking water on? Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, as I said, you're in your yeah. usual chipper mood. Yeah. I got a sad little call saying... Well, yeah, you had to do the blog posting because uh, I had no power. I know, but it was it was a... I felt bad for you because you sounded really sad. No, you sad. didn't feel bad for I me. I did, I did. No, you, there was no sympathy. I, I was. Oh. I was sad for you. Okay. Yeah. But I'm glad you figured it out, but I'm glad Rock and Roll Ruth took you on an excursion. Yeah. To make you happy. And another one today, too. Where'd you go today? I gave um, Lindy, who's Jerry Rinelli's kind of a strange or semi-girlfriend. I don't think that she... No, she would be not want me to call her as a girlfriend anymore. But she has these really... A couple of very interesting nephews... And they're big fans of mine. I don't know exactly why or how. But, and nice kids. So he wanted to see, the, he, I think he grew up in Orlando, but he wanted to see the south side of Chicago. So I took him a tour of Hyde Park and then showed him, yeah, I gave him a re- very extensive tour. Did he enjoy it? I think he did, yes. Were you informative? Oh, who could be more informative than me? Well, I mean, sometimes you talk too much and then you get boring. <laughs> I, I would you, would you repeat that? Sometimes you talk too much and you get boring. Oh really? I would like pe- I would oh like the pub- I would like the podcast fans. Would you like me to talk fucking less and hear a little bit more from the um, from the tardy little Mexican uh, co-host? By the way, you sound really good today. Yeah, well, don't don't hold your breath. How long ago did you take it? I, I still have one in my pocket. No, but you took it. 20 minutes ago? No. 30? No. Oh, God. Three hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I'm, I'm holding out. For what? 
Well, if I can't talk, I'll take a pill. Well, does the pill, like, is it, like, magical? It works instantly? No. <laughs> this is a great plan. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, well. I'm excited about our guests. I know you are. You're always excited about our guests. Yeah. So would you like to do the honors? Yeah, I will. Um, one of the, I've known, I've known Tui for at least uh, 40 years. Um I was really close buddies with his uh, late wife, Mike, and I were really good drinking buddies. In fact, we terrorized many a bar, many a bar together. You, you three? No, no. Tui, Just you? No, she made Tui stay home and watch the kids. <laughs> I got to go out and terrorize the bars with her. And, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it turned out they had one of the more impressive marriages because um, they never got divorced or anything. That's had three three very interesting hey, you know, children. In this day and age, that's a success story. Goddamn right, very much so. So anyway, I've I've known Tui for a very long time. We've we've had our ups and downs, you know. You say that for every person. Well, seems like that's the case. <laughs> that's the case. Uh, but anyway, so Jim was uh, ever since I've known him, he's been a journalist, and he also made the switch over at one point to TV. Uh, TV news, and written uh, a number of very interesting books. My my favorites are the stuff he wrote with Rob Warden of, uh, about the Operation Greylord. And uh, so, let me ask Jim. I want to ask Jim. Uh, Jim, what was the first newspaper? Well, first of all, I think we ought to go before that. Jim was a Marine. Well, yeah, let's let's back it up, Mister. Okay, well, there you ask him then. Go ahead. Welcome to the show, Tui. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Glad you're on. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you were born, where you're from, a little bit about your family dynamics as a young lad. That's all interesting stuff, too. It's the biog. I was born in Chicago on the north side. went to St. Gertrude's. Uh, Identifying the parish is always important. Yes. Uh, a classic way in Chicago that people define uh, their roots. Uh, Gertrude's then was uh, very much Irish. Uh, St. Gertrude's is at uh, Glenwood, which is the same as Racine. And east of Ashland, well, on, on, at the end of Devon, and Ashland was the uh, uh, motorman, the, the, the uh, streetcars. All the Irish were streetcar conductors, and that's why the Irish were so prominent in the parish because they they uh, this is uh, moved up in. in uh, uh, this is up in Rogers Park. Yeah, just on the edge of it. Well, yeah. when, when did you move to Barrington? Then. Uh, uh, my, my, but we were on the east side. We had a little more money. My dad was a lawyer. And he became a judge. Eventually, we moved out to Barrington when I was still in grade school. But I was away at boarding school. I was always a problem. Why? why was it like military school? Or? It was a military school. Oh. You were always a problem. How? Oh. Well, uh, this my, explains a lot. <laughs> military school. Yeah. Well, my mother died when I was seven. And uh, my dad, uh, eventually they just decided I was probably not supervised close enough. And 
So they sent me off in sixth grade to St. Joseph's Military Academy in LaGrange, Illinois. Oh, I didn't even know they had one there. Really? It's where... Uh, Is it still there? It's run by the Sisters of St. Joseph who run Nazareth High School now, which I see as a... It's, it's co-ed now, the high school of Nazareth, but it was all girls uh, for years. And, uh, but anyway, I was out there. In the meantime, we moved out to Barrington, and I ended up going to Barrington High School. But I was did not... Uh, I spent five years there and never graduated. Really? I was not a very good could, student. Could you get in the Marines if you didn't graduate from high school? They don't care. I mean, the dumber you are, the dumber you are, the more they I, like I it. They, now, they hate college people. <laughs> I think now that you have to have a high school degree, but I could be wrong. Uh, you probably are, but uh, so after you, you, it depends on how hard up they are. So after you uh, did not finish high school, that you enlisted in the Marines. Well, see, in, in my senior year, I got kicked out of Barrington High School. That was very hard what, to do. How, what What did you do? I just never went to school. I did. You played hooky. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, me and Moose used to go to the little saloons around Barrington in those days. Oh. Yeah. You know, well, you're Irish, of course. Uh, Barrington was country. Barrington was 250 people in the school. And they were all rich. Uh, no, a lot of them were not. The rich people sent their kids away to prep school. And uh, uh, so me and Moose, he was from Bartlett. We'd find these bars out on little crossroads in the country, and the farmers would start drinking at noon uh, because they put in their whole day. And, yeah, why not? And they didn't care how old you were as long as you went in and behaved yourself. And, and, and we'd, we spent a lot of the high school hours that I should have been in school out in the Cuba Inn. That was one of my favorites. Cuba Inn. Right? The Cuba Inn on Cuba Road. I think now there's a fancy saloon there that uh, charges more than you do. But anyway, I was bad, you know, and I so I'm kind of dumb, and and uh, uh, I just candid. I couldn't pay. I, I you know there was just certain subjects I can't. I don't know. Even when I tried, uh, I, I I couldn't pass in English. <laughs> well, you must have done well in English because you yeah. you were a newspaper writer. Yeah, I, I might have set a record at Barrington. I completed fourth year English before third year English because I got kicked out of school. I repeated my senior year. I don't know. I, I had incompletes. It was a mess. But after my second senior year, the principal called me in and said, you still don't have enough credits to graduate. I didn't get kicked out the second time. First time I got kicked out of high school at the, towards the end of the year. I pleaded to get back in. But the guy said, if I let you back in, there's going to be rebellion by the teachers. Plus, you ain't going to graduate anyway because you're flunking everything. <laughs> and so I repeat my senior year. I still don't. I, I flunk chemistry. I flunked anything. Well, at least you took hard subjects. I wouldn't take chemistry. Either. That's well, that, 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 you that's have what, to. Yeah, you can't just decide yeah. what you're going to do. I did. Yeah. Go, to, go to high school and just say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this. I'm I not going to take. Yeah. I told him. Whatever. <laughs> I told him. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why I managed to graduate second to lowest in my high school class. <laughs> but you graduated. Don't let the, got out. I didn't graduate. God damn Don't right. let the door hit you on the way out. I thought my parents, <laughs> I said, you cannot ask anything more for me now. Uh, Jesus. I did. By the way, Chewy, Chewy, 
looking at your last name the way it's spelled really yeah. kind of freaks I, me out because I always growing up in it. Chicago, I always it's all it. wrong. Tui's wearing a sweatshirt with his name on it, and it says it says Coach Tui, but it's spelled T U O H Y. Which I always spell it T O. In Chicago, I know you've never in Chicago it's all wrong. You've never spelled it right. No, I know. It's there for the world to see all the time, Bruce. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Uh, oh, by the way, so he's wait. holding up. Tell I'm the sorry. book he's holding We're up. We're getting there. We're getting there. Okay, okay. Uh, but so, in Ireland, to answer your question, it's spelled T U O H Y. Everything else is a corruption. Double O's, T O O, T W O, T O U. If you see, if you ever look in a telephone book in Chicago, other than the listings for businesses that are on Tui Avenue, there are more TUOs than TOUs because Tui Avenue is misspelled. I'll have to go to some library or some archive and find a phone book. Uh, I, I have take his word for it. Because <laughs> they don't have those anymore, do they? Oh, that's right. Well, that's, so. that's right. You're so young. Jesus, it was interesting. No, I mean, I grew, up, I grew up with phone books, but I'm just saying today. Yeah. 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 Up until a few Google. years ago, they used to throw them on your <laughs> front <laughs> front And then they'd all stack up like 27 of them yeah. and they sit there and then get all rained on and create a big sloppy mess. Anyway, I, so let's I was get to the Marines. last week when I heard you ask questions about the convention. I, you just oh, we're going to get there. Young. We're no, going to no, get there. No, just that you, you know, there was a lot that you... That she wasn't aware of. Yeah. Um, what did your dad say when you got kicked out of school? He said, uh, the first time my stepmother said, you better go plead your case because this is going to kill your dad. So I went and pleaded my case and they said, I can't let you in anyway, you know, like I said. Second time, the principal called me in. He called me in before the end of the year, in May, say. He said, you're not going to graduate again. He said, how long can this go on? I said, he said, you want to get out of here? I said, yeah. He said, the University of Illinois has entrance exams uh, that they give themselves. They're not GED. You tell them what you major in, and I'll tell you the courses you have to take you have to take five different entrances in. he said I think if you study all summer uh, you, you could uh, probably pass it you want to do that I said I'll do anything to get away from uh, what was her name June Heckmiller <laughs> June Heckmiller had liked me when I was a Senior, oh, you had a broad. Is she a, was a sophomore. I was a senior, oh. a basketball star. But she was stalking second, you. Huh? No, second senior year, I'm ineligible. She gives me the dunk. She goes with some football player who was smarter than me, even though he was a lineman. And uh, uh, now I'm fated. Then she was a junior. First I was a senior. She's a sophomore. Now is she hot? So hate on Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't stand the thought of doing a third senior year and having her so this was your me. this was your i didn't want june heckmiller to catch up with me oh this so was your I motivation this girl yes. getting away from her yes I'm not embarrassing myself so i you took you guys the, are twisted i uh well it was part of it i mean i would like to go to college when, when you I, I don't know. yeah for sure so i went to college well whatever it takes Tui. 
and then I flunked out. <laughs> and that's how I ended yeah, up. Yeah, but at least you were a college boy. But then did you go from college straight to the Marines? Yeah, because by uh, December I saw I was flunking everything. You thought you'd be a Marine. So I withdrew, and when my dad found out I withdrew, he said, well, uh, this is about it, Jim. What do you, you know, go out and get a job, do something. Well, you know, I don't want to get now, a job. Right? your siblings were all overachievers, weren't they? How many siblings? Oh, 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 my brothers and sisters? That's yeah. a fancy word. Oh, no, it's a band, really a fucking fancy. You're a fucking journalist, for Christ's sake. I never, went to, I never graduated Sibling. from high school. Leave me alone. What do you mean? You're written, you're, you've written 17 books. You can't. You know what a fucking sibling is? What? Okay. So, so well, they, what I was thinking of was my children. Uh, yeah, my uh, brother Bill won the Pulitzer Prize. Right. Uh, my brother John, Danny... High achievers. My sister Julia, interesting. She married a guy, wonderful guy named Don Dolphin. That's why my son Dolphin. Donald. Yeah, Donald Dolphin too. Don Dolphin was my football coach. Uh, I once. thought you named him after uh, Dolph Shays, the basketball player. Well, I wanted to, but then I, Don Dolphin died just before Dolphin was born, and so I could say. I named it after Dan Dolphin and Dolph Shays. Yeah. Dolph Shays is a real good basketball player. But I told Tui, I informed Tui, Dolph Shays was one of the uh, rare Jewish players in the I NBA. Know. And, and Tui didn't know that. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't pay too much uh, close attention to the Jewish names. Later on, I well, started Well, I didn't know it was Jewish. I just do it by accident. I didn't know Bob Green was Jewish when I... Oh, uh, Jesus when, Christ. When I, did, when I worked with him... Well, will you watch that helmet that he, he wears, that... <laughs> Well, we, well we worked together at the sometimes, and then we were I mean, talking. Was, it, he was, was he always his major asshole? I mean, I, he has asshole written all over him. He uh, did look like an asshole. Oh, he's, he, I, I know it for a fact. I mean, he, was not, he was not popular. He couldn't possibly be popular. But he was respected. I respected him. He was respected? I did. I thought he was good writer. Oh, Jesus, Tui, uh, please. Uh, uh, but I think he was, uh, his ambition got away with him. He, he, no. he just was insatiable about how much he wanted to. Well, achieve. he was great at self-promotion. I was going to yeah. say, I think it's called an ego. Yeah. Well, he, no, he was a self-promoter. He was really very good at it. It's amazing. Well, you're a self-promoter. Yeah, I know, but I'm also a fucking genius. There's a big difference. I got skills. Uh, I with got a Z? Skills. Yeah. Skills. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to the Marines because I'd really like to know about this. Yeah, I do. How too. long were you in the Marines? What went down? Three years. Where uh, did you have to go? See, uh, actually, I left Barrington on a bus, uh, on a train to go downtown to enlist in the Army. You yeah. Could, uh, the, the draft was on. You're going to go. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> uh, well, of course. Uh, but so I, uh, but I needed a job. Uh, the, uh, on the way down, I thought, uh, you know, I've heard my dad talk about how he thinks the Marines kind of make character. Was he a Marine? No. He, he tried to enlist in the First World War, but his eye was so bad, oh. they, they wouldn't let him in. So he went to Canada and tried to enlist. They wouldn't let him in. Really? But he, he did. I knew he had a. He was kind of interested in the ring. So, on the way down, I'm thinking, you know, I, you know, I've fucked up everything else. Maybe I'll join the Marines and please my dad. Uh, it, it's an extra year. Yeah, uh, because the army's only two years. I, oh man, I didn't want to do this. 
I was in military school in grade school. I don't want to go. But I joined and uh, uh, they, they, they sent us to San Francisco, I mean uh, San Diego, for boot camp. In those days, they didn't usually send Chicago people to San Francisco. Anybody east of the Mississippi, they, they sent to uh, Camp Virginia. Paris Island. Oh, Paris Island. Uh, but uh, sometimes they didn't. They had accumulated a lot of people uh, to send west. And uh, they took a PR picture of us getting sworn in the Marines in front of the Wrigley Building by a general. I got the picture. Uh, but anyway, we had a, a bunch of Chicago. I mean, what what year was this when you went? To night, February '54. I'm with a bunch of black guys from uh, Dusable. Right after they got job in the state tournament, remember? Sweet Char- Lumpkin is yeah, Charlie Brown. Sweet Charlie and, Brown. And Charlie oh, Brown. you two getting excited about high school <laughs> Yeah, sports. but also Charlie Brown is Lamar's uncle. Related to? Bad, bad Leroy Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the idea, Liz, uh, is that this black team, which was so good, went downstate where they didn't have black people. And they, they only let one them. Chicago team go down to the Sweet 16. And, and they, they took it away from them. Oh, no, they jobbed them. They Shocker. jobbed them all the time. So I'm, I'm, I'm with a bunch of guys from uh, DuSable, some other uh, black South High School. First time I was ever around black guys. And I just got along with them great. And... Uh, 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 but then when we got uh, stationed, they were sending two-thirds of the Marines to uh, Korea still. Korea and the fighting had ended a few months before, but the Marines were still sending most of their troops there. But they sent me to San Francisco. Could you beat that? I, I didn't even know they had Marines. Were, were there, was it the Presidio? No, that's an Army base. Oh, okay. And I played basketball there. And we played against the Presidio, which had the best team in all of uh, 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 military sports. I mean, Army, Navy, anything. The the coach there got the best players. I was playing against all Americans. The the first time we played the Presidio, uh, they were in our league. We were just this kind of little base. But uh, the first time we played against them, they scored 55 points in the first half. We scored 20. And when the second half, in between halves, when we're getting ready to play, their starters were not just not starting. They were in their Army uniforms sitting in the benches. <laughs> and I, I turned to the other, I said, I think the Presidio thinks they got this game won, which they did. They got 110 points. And they did, uh, they scored 100 points against us every time we played them. But the coach offered me, after a couple of years, the coach of the Presidio said, you know, you're a pretty good ball player, kid, blah, blah. I can get you a scholarship to San Francisco State. I was that level of player. You know, small college. Yeah, but they have reasonably good teams. Did you take him right, up on the offer? Right, right down the street was the University of San Francisco with uh, Bill Russell. And well, they were playing. I, I, I saw that team. And, they won in And Actually, you know who played? You, you wouldn't remember this because you might be a little too young, but the first All-American that USF had was a guy named uh, Don Lofton. 
I heard the name. Uh, and he, he uh, How do we keep talking about sports? Hey, shut shut up. Okay, just pay we can switch. Learn something. No, I'm just really curious about your time in the Marines. Well, because you know it. why it's better than getting your goddamn brains blown well, see, out that's down it. somewhere. So Korea. that's what I did. I played basketball and shit like that. Oh, so that was actually what you focused on. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm playing ba- I was a clerk typist. Does he look like a does he look like a serial killer? I mean, no. What? Well, most Marines, I mean, come on, let's he face it. He looks like a fit guy. Most Marines, if you look at them, they could de- easily pass for serial killers, let's face it. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't think anything of it at the time, but we were coming back. A bunch of us Marines had to go out in some parade. Yeah, that's why I hate this Trump wants a parade. Yeah, ask, yeah. The, ask the guys who have to march and they want a parade. <laughs> Well, San Francisco had a lot of parades, and sometimes we'd have to send Marines there, and sometimes once I got stuck with that. But on the way back from the parade, I knew the saloon, and, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 the, uh, and it was the early days of televising uh, basketball. And one of the guys was from St. Louis, and the St. Louis Hawks were real good then, and they were the Pettit. Bob Pettit. So we jumped off the bus, the military bus, when we passed the saloon. But we got, uh, you know, those things around your waist. The uh, fanny packs. What are they called? Fanny packs. No. <laughs> Cumberbuns. <laughs> Marine pa- fanny packs. Uh, 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 Cumberbuns. Cartridge belts. Yeah, oh. no, no, they, they have a special thing. <laughs> and, and we had uh, M1 rifles. And we run into the saloon, a bunch of guys, uh, several of us on the basketball. I didn't think anything of it, you know. And then we put our guns back and ordered beers. And we're watching, <laughs> we're watching the Hawks. And, uh, and I, I thought back and said, you know, we were probably impressive young men, you know. Yeah. 19, 20-year-old guys come in with guns. and yeah. uh, How tall are you, too? You know, I'm 6'2". Yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah. But, you know, just nobody said anything. But it was funny. Then we just watched the game and left with our guns. <laughs> San Francisco was fun then. So did you stay after you are done? No, you know what some people did? And I wonder still whether I should have tried it. They stayed on and got, uh, until they got out on the ship. One of my guys... Uh, Went to Japan, you know, took one, uh, the Merchant Marine. Yeah. And okay, so after that, then And then, well, my father died when I was Marine Corps, so I was an orphan. And, uh, yeah, well, you're a fucking old orphan, you know, like a little 19, orphan. 19, 19 orphan. Well, I would have considered myself an orphan, sure. Yeah, okay. Well, I didn't consider myself an orphan, but I didn't have fact, no place. I considered myself an orphan when my mom died at 92. <laughs> <laughs> yes, interesting. He also considered himself a senior at the age of thirty-five no, for was, the golf no, course. I, didn't, I couldn't really get the, the seniors. I was forty-two. You kind of telescoped your. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure You're trying to be older, dumb dumb. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, you realize oh, all the yeah. perks for being a senior. Yeah, I mean, that was this Bruce, great. Bruce said the hardest pass to get in uh, Chicago uh, giveaway stuff is to get a pass to play golf, right? Senior, yeah. I was playing senior. golf as a senior. What's the price difference? What? Oh, shit. It's something significant. Like what? Well, at Jackson Park, I could play golf for like 250 as opposed to be playing for like 10 like regular people. Oh, that's a big... Goddamn right. You play every day. Oh. 
understand these senior discounts. And plus, you can go to the movies. By the time you're a senior, shouldn't you have accrued money and savings? No. So you can pay for it? No, not in this They should have junior discounts. No, you're exploited your whole fucking life. You don't have a dime by the time you're a senior. breaking my heart. I should. Yeah. I'm with the little sisters. But I can get all the movies. The problem was I had the IDs to get in the movies. And Toby and I go to the movies. Nobody even asked for my ID. I just got my seat here. Well, when Bruce used to play golf, he would, uh, you know, he oh, put I took Tui with me one time. Yeah, yeah well, I wanted to, uh, I, first I wanted to see the course, because yeah. it was a good story. He had so many good stories about the South Side, and, uh, but Bruce thought I was pretty hopeless. He, was, he thinks everyone's hopeless. No, he wasn't a natural, but, um, and he split his pants, I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, Bruce, you know... Uh, but yeah, what? No, oh my. you, want, you well, certainly want to do anything untoward when you're in the presence of Bruce. Yeah. Well, God forbid. Jackson yeah. Park is really acceptable. Especially some that of the customers nice. from really from good. the alehouse might see me with a split. Yeah. In my split shorts. Drawers. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wait. So wait. What okay. year? What year? What years? What year is this? Now. Well, now I got out of the Marine Corps in 57, so I came, my Uncle Charlie, who was the only one in the family who ever made any money, he was my mother's uncle, he said I could stay with him out in uh, where Skokie meets Evanston, okay. uh, right near the Evanston Country Club. Yeah. And uh, I stayed with him and went to the University of Illinois at uh, Navy Pier. Oh, sure. Uh, so wait, how did you get into... University, if you didn't have a. I remember you went to Illinois. Well, hang on a second. You, you, because you didn't graduate from high school. I I passed the entrance exams in Illinois after my fifth senior year. Oh, that's right. Okay. But I only lasted until December when I was through anticipating I was going to flunk because I was in architecture. What the hell? Yes, I was majoring in architecture and I flunked everything remotely connected with. Architecture, and I made the magazine of freshman writing. Uh, uh, and who was there when uh, you were there? Any, any, uh, any, any? I don't uh, know. Hang on. What was going to school at Navy Pier like? I, I was like, I was, I, 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 I was like one generation. Pillars pounding. There was noise oh. constantly. Well, that's true. They were and building flooding, the thing that, but flooding. it was the best school I ever went to. All the teachers there did not want to go to Champaign. They didn't want to get stuck down there. Uh, 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 Herman Colgan's brother, uh, Rick's uncle, was my humanities teacher. Best oh. teacher I ever had. When I was at Illinois the first time, downstate, all my teachers were instructors, and they didn't know what they were doing. I was a better writer than, I mean, I, anyway, I was disillusioned down there. But at uh, Navy Pier, all the instructors were freshmen were doctors and they really knew what they were doing and they really uh, could conduct classes that were interesting you know the Spanish teacher might be off on classical music you know <laughs> uh, so that was a great school how, how then, oh, but, was, but you can only go there two years then you gotta go someplace else huh. I went to Roosevelt for a while but I ran into Mike what year at Roosevelt? What year? At Roosevelt. Well, say if I was... 
Uh, it must have been around 60. Oh, because I was there when I graduated. My, that was the only school. They had a policy then. It was a very radical school. At, at yeah, that it was great. It was it really was. And um, the the by the way, the history is very interesting. They they were the Lawson YMCA had a college, and I believe it was Lawson. YMCA. No, no, no. That was yeah. Loop. Oh, Central Loop College. Loop uh, Loop YMCA became Loop College, which is now Washington. Okay, but but the Roosevelt when they they put the quota system in, and this was during the McCarthy era, back in the fifties, yeah. and they put a quota system in, and the whole faculty basically just quit. I mean, so many only so many Jews. It was kind of an anti-Semitic thing, more than well, yeah, an anti-black. Roosevelt was full of smart Jews. Oh, but so they had the quota system at the YMCA. So in Moss, I don't know how, who gave them the, the old Louis Sullivan Auditorium building. Right. But in Moss, they, and for two years the kids went with, or kids went there, but they were not accredited. It took two years to become accredited. So it was the only school that would accept me. And because they had a policy, they will accept anyone. That's right. That was right after me, Bruce. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're younger than I. Yeah. So that was, and, and. And by the way, all the professors that wouldn't take the loyalty oath when the University of Chicago, Northwest, I mean, there's a lot of them to say, fuck that. And Roosevelt, you, you know, will take you all. So they got some really, they had some really good professors because of the whole political situation. And um, I was there when there was a little turbulence over. I, I, I think it was political science, the course I was taking at uh, uh, Roosevelt. Do you remember the professor's name? I should, but I remember uh, that uh, we got along pretty good, and he was, uh, and we radical. got talking after yeah. a class, and he asked me about my baby. I said my my dad was a, 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 a appellate court judge, and. Uh, he said, yeah, my dad was a Supreme Court judge in New York. And I was thinking, well, well that's cool. What? Well, that's a big deal. But then I found out the Supreme Court is in, you know, in New York is like the hey, circuit pal- court here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he scooped me, but... <laughs> no, it was, a great, it was really a great place to go. Yeah. He was a good guy. I, I should remember his name. Roosevelt was. So wait, you said you were majoring in architecture, but then how did you end up in... Uh, how did you end up being a journalist? I was always a good writer, and I liked to do it, and it hinged on the one thing I didn't think I could te- teach myself the summer I was going to study for entrance exams, which was Spanish. To get into the, just the liberal arts, you had to have a pass a foreign language. language. Yeah, language. And to get into an architecture... Think you still do. To get into architecture, I, I I didn't have to, and my mother, my stepmother thought I was a good drawer, not like Bruce, but uh, and she said, you know, maybe you want to consider doing something connected with architecture. Sounded pretty good to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do a couple of churches, <laughs> uh, and uh, then I get down there, and it turns out there is no difference between architects. And engineers, until like fifth year or fourth, you're taking the same stuff, oh, oh. And, and 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 it's all, and 
at math and it's this and it's that. So I was waiting for freehand drawing, you know, that kind of stuff. But that's called art. I think art maybe he should have taken art yeah. instead of architecture. Architecture, like you yeah. gotta like use rulers and math and shit. Yeah. Well, you know what I should have done. It turned out those tests were so easy. I, I mean, I worked real hard at studying for them. But I realized, you know, I could have taught myself enough Spanish to pass. <laughs> then I would have been in liberal arts, and then I would, I would have uh, not have to mess around with uh, oh, God, yeah. general engineering drawing. Oh. I, I found this saloon in Champagne called Timponi's, and I, loved, I had this real good phony idea. Now, wait a second. How are we going from Roosevelt University to Champagne? Well, we're back in Champagne. Uh, oh, I, thought, I didn't know we got back to Champagne. Uh, uh, I thought we were at Roosevelt. Well, I was talking about my uh, checkered college career. But I don't know how we got from Roosevelt to Champagne. The reason I left Champagne is the Greyhound. The Greyhound. I know, but we're, I thought we were at Roosevelt. Well, I was at Roosevelt till I run out of money. That's the end of that. <laughs> what year did you run out of money? Because I had the GI Bill after the course. Oh, so what? What year did you leave Roosevelt? Yeah, that's good. You're getting back on the. No, I'm trying to chronological order. Law. I don't know how the fuck we got to Champagne. That's what I'm trying to Well, we'll skip Champagne. Uh, uh, Which, uh, by uh, the way, why isn't Tui, if he's a journalist, he was a journalist, he's a good writer, why isn't he writing a blog for you? Well, Tui is a procrastinator. So you're in saying fact, you won't it, be able to have one way. every week? Let me put this in the most, in the most God. benign way. He, he, he's... He's um, an underachiever. He should be writing a blog, of course. Miss Jones is a girlfriend. He's got a wonderful girlfriend. Miss Jones thinks he should. But Tui just can't bring himself to Like, do you it. can't commit to writing a, a blog for Bruce's guest, a guest Why blog every week? Why I write one for myself? Well, because sure. we know. How about baby steps? You've been talking about that for, I mean, once you... Well, you'll get, fire me. No, I won't fire you. I don't want to work for you, Bruce. I don't want to work for anybody. Okay, well then, but you don't want to write your own blog because that takes too much effort, too. No. I, I, this is kind of an entrance into writing a blog. We, we have one great success. Uh, Ukraine Mike you, went you, on to... You want me to write something <laughs> for you, Bruce? I'll write... Uh, I'm thinking about writing something to say... Wow. Trump... You know how one guy says he's an idiot another guy said he's a moron? What if he is? Well, he is. I do. If you saw the press conference today, there's no, no doubt about well, it. I mean, what if you know, you know the psychological stuff? What if Trump is a moron? Uh, that would be IQ of seventy-five. No, no, he, he's got. He's over, He's he's about hundred. No, no. But what if he's a moron? We should respect him, isn't that? A, he's accomplished more than any moron that ever no, lived. No. It, 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 I mean, wow, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Helen's color story. He's got a higher IQ than Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan accomplished more than him. I was being facetious, Bruce. Well, I'm not. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you can't commit to writing a guest blog. That's that's what it comes no, but down let, to. Let's get him into journalism now. When uh, that's where get... I'm going. All right. So what was your first paper job? I went to the city news bureau of Chicago. I, I spent my 20s. Me and Mike got married and uh, when I was still in college. Now, I think we really need to know a little about the early romance between now Jim we and his... We don't? 
How did you meet Mike? Is that a story we can't discuss? I'm sure we can no, discuss No, he, he tells me how I met her. Well, I'm not going to tell But one of you clowns say something. I'm not telling that story. I you only got it from her. I, 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 I told. All right, I let told, me let me I, I let, told let me him tell how I met Mike. He said no, he didn't. He told me how I met. All right, Mike. here's let me tell you. I asked shortly before Mike died, unfortunately, at a very early age. But I, for some reason, I brought it. We used to hang out in bars a lot and discuss it. But I never thought that. I said, oh, by the way, how did you meet Tui? So she said, well, we were staying in the same boarding house over on... Across the street from the Playboy... Yeah. And in those days, there used to be play... And so she said, I'm reading. It's about midnight. I'm reading. And the door (laughs) flew open. And this guy came staggering in and fell on the bed next to me and passed out. And she said, I think I vaguely recognize him as the guy having the room next door to me. So in the morning, when when he finally woke up, uh, he introduced himself, and she said it was pretty much love at first sight. Wow. Maybe it's true. So how do you remember it? I just remember the first time I saw her, I ran into her down in the in the basement was a, uh, in a rooming house. They have a, a kitchen that everybody shares. You know, you can put your stuff in the icebox. And, so I was coming in, and she was leaving, and I said hi, and she said hi, and then she told a friend of her, I just saw this guy, he's going to be my husband. And now I know that's true, but I, hell, maybe the next, who knows, maybe that's true, but we must have run and talked to each other. Mike would, I don't think Mike would have fibbed me. Oh, no, she'd lie to anybody about anything. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what keeps the marriage, that's, that's what, that, you know, by the me. way. She told me she was a great athlete. <laughs> oh, good! You know what a good. We'll play a little catch. <laughs> well, Mike and she both of them tended to stray, and um, Tui, Tui had a girlfriend. Now I, I'm not, I liked her, so I. But the only reason I used the pejorative term Mike used for her is the one that Mike called her. Her name was Nancy Adams. Was she a journalist too? Right. Nancy was. Mike was very jealous of Nancy because he basically was living with her. I think. I think she was for a while. jealous of everybody. Well, now she not Miss Jones. I think she kind of liked Miss Jones of all your girlfriends. No, she didn't. no. Well, she told me she did, so maybe she did. Well, there was a lot of a lot of infidelity. But anyway, he so he well, called. We were separated. Man. Well, yeah. So you, that's true. But the beautiful thing about this, they had this kind of rocky marriage. But they never bothered to get divorced. So when Mike, Mike finds her finally finds the job she loves. She loved working at um, special events, Chicago special events. Um, what's her name? Got her um, Bruce Dumont's married. Um, what the hell is her name? Kathy Osterman. Yeah, Kathy Osterman. Kathy took care of Lois, who we're going to have his future podcast too, and Mike. And whereas my sister-in-law. Uh, the 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 fucking vicious little fucking petty ass uh, redhead that was uh, Toby's oldest sister, a real cunt with a capital C. All right, all right. Yeah, she's a horrible human being. Fucking fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. We're getting in a subordinate clauses. Yeah. So anyway, um, 
she is head of special events before Kathy Osterman. And Kathy wasn't nearly as close to Mike or Lois as, as my sister-in-law, but she never hired them. But she, Mike loved that job, loved it. Well, you know, uh, Kathy got her, uh, asked her to come in one day to help out. By the end of the day, Mike had done so much work so fast that Kathy immediately said, we can't do it without you. And so she just stayed. Oh, she would love, and she loved the Mike job. Mike was a real good worker. She was a real fast typer. Uh, very and, good writer. She's a very good writer, too. And, uh, yeah, she, uh, when when she died, it took five people to replace her. Wow. Oh, yeah. No, she was, she was really, she was a dynamo. But she loved the job. But uh, so that helped the marriage. And by the way, no, 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 no we it didn't help the marriage at all. But get this, we <laughs> the punchline. Here's the punchline: they never get divorced. So Mike dies. So guess who ends up with half her pension? Tui. Is it? Is it really? It's a success story. Isn't and that what marriage is about? No, no, no. How it worked was was that uh, Mike called me up when she got the full time position yeah. as opposed to coming in every day. You know, it took that took a couple of weeks. And she called me up and said, Do you have health insurance? And I said, No. And she said, Well, uh, I'm I got it and uh, I'll, I'll put you on mine. I said, That's great. I said, I'll, I'll uh, whatever it is a month. She said, Now I'll handle eighteen dollars a month. Uh, uh, so that was it. I was on her health benefits. And then when she died uh, the kids, you know, my thought was uh, the kids get everything that was there. I, th I think she, whatever, I didn't know what the finances were. And I didn't realize Mike had been there as long as she She'd been there seven years, almost eight years. Yeah. But uh, still, that's not a great length of time. But uh, Michaela, my daughter, said, yeah, we got a call from this woman at the city and caller, there might be some money involved. I said, well, whatever it is, you guys take it. He said, no, we've decided, the kids decided, Mike had a $20,000 insurance policy, and we'll spend that on the funeral. And you, Oh, they paid for the funeral? I thought the city did. No, they, It was they, a great funeral. Great. They, yeah, they got twenty grand. They spent twelve grand on the funeral. Oh, really? And split the rest among the yeah. two. You, you think the city would pay for that? Yeah, because the city was very clever. Skinny Sheehan was. Um, yeah, he a, was the boss. But that, he I was the boss, and he was pulling I strings um, because, well, when the boys, I, I didn't, I, 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 I called. Beatrice called me up, the owner of the alehouse, and said, I think the rumor is that Mike, Mike Tui died last night. I said, what? I haven't heard. So I called her house, and I don't remember, I think John, one of his kids answered. And I said, does something very bad happen? They said, yeah. And I said, did Mike die? Yes. And then they said, do you know how to do funerals? I said, no. I said, where's your, where's your dad? He's, he's at um, Sturgis. No. I mean, where are you going to be when no, you're I, I was home and we were coordinating. Well, anyway, uh, but anyway, so I thought, well, I think that the city, <laughs> Skinny Sheen, I think, jumped in and at least told them how to do it. Say, who asked that question? Do you know how to do funerals? Uh, uh, well, the kids were, yeah, well, what the hell? They're in uh, shock. The kids the, are in shock. Oh, yeah, well, listen, they're cousins. We had plenty of uh, yeah. So, you guys were separated uh, at this point? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. But uh, anyway, what Bruce, what Bruce was getting to was that when I called the city to find out what this was about, that the, she said, 
uh, are you on uh, have health insurance? I'm uh, already from the deceased. I said, yeah. She said, well then. Uh, uh, no, no, no. First thing she says is, let's see. Oh, you get five hundred dollars for the rest of your life. Five hundred dollars a month. What? So that to me that was great. I would spend the whole five hundred on health insurance. I said, does it include any health insurance? She said, are you already on it? I said, yeah, Mike put me on it. She said, that'll be ten dollars a month subtract. So wow. And then within a year and a half, they'll never do this again. The state legislature gave an increase to eight hundred dollars a month. So I get eight hundred. And Bruce and I talked when my when Byron died. Oh, and I'll tell you the friend, I, I, all of her girlfriends went, brother, fuck you, Jimmy, getting all that. They they went nuts. And I said, wait a second, Mike would have loved it. Yeah. Mike would have thought that's the funniest goddamn thing that ever happened. Oh, that's what you want. Quite the situation. How do I get that? Well, you, you how, get how do I get a? I guess you marry separation. With, with marry, benefits. Marry somebody that loves you. I guess so. I guess that's the moral. Marry, marry somebody but, who loves you and then you separate them and you know, the, hopefully they'll still the, love you. The funeral, oh, I the, don't know. The funeral was, the, the original, the first part of the funeral was at um, at Old St. Pat's, or no, at Blake Lamb Funeral Parlor. So, the way, yeah, and so Jim wants me to be one of the, one of the um, pallbearers. But so anyway, I so they've got her, they've got her, and a lot of people show up for the wake, and she's she's laid out in this. So the next morning, I'm supposed to show up, and then the coffin's going over to Old Saint Pat. I thought that was what Skinny Sheen pulled got pulled the string or two. No, no, no. We no? know Father oh. Wall. My, oh, okay. my niece. My, All right, okay. My, niece, Terry, right. my information all. wasn't 100. Oh, anyway, no. anyway. So I'm going to be a parlor. So now I'm told, Tui tells me, be at uh, Blake Lamb at X amount of time. So I'm there, but nobody's there because Tui overslept and the kids are there finding ties and getting clothes ready and shit like this. And I'm sitting there looking at Mike in the goddamn coffin <laughs> and it's creeping me. I mean, you know, I keep thinking she's going to wake up and tell me what an asshole I am. It was good for you, Bruce. So yeah, so it made it was unsettling. But so Sam Sienna's another pallbearer from the Billy Goat. So he drives me over to um, Old St. Pat's for the funeral. And so they put the first two pallbearers, and they give you these white gloves. Don't ever, if you're ever carrying a casket down Old St. Pat's, do not <laughs> wear the white gloves because you get no grip. Now Sam, oh God. Sam is older than me, and the, ca- the coffin was was heavy. It was a big ass coffin. So we're in the very front. We're going down these. Se- I'm thinking. I look over at Sam. His veins on his neck are bulging, and <laughs> I'm worried about these gloves. I'm thinking, oh fuck, this coffin's going out in the middle of Ashland Avenue, and Mike's popped out the goddamn street, and this is not going to look good on my resume. <laughs> But somehow we got her down. But I thought, oh my God, what a pain. that was horrible. Um, well, I'm glad that you are so concerned about your feelings my, during my a image, funeral. My image, yeah. Anyway, Liz, you left off where I'm out of the core. 
how did I get in the Navy? We're back to the Marine Corps. Uh, well, no, she was still wanting to know how I got in uh, writing, and I just, I failed. You were good at, at it. I, yeah, uh, and I failed at everything during my 20s, married to Mike, and had different jobs. Uh, but finally, I, I knew guys, John Calloway and Stan Gould and Dick oh, Goldberg. Oh, Stan, Stan, Gould. Uh, these guys were all already in news, and they encouraged me. They said you'd be a natural if you could get the money. I mean, uh, live on the money that you. But you started as at, at City, the City Press. News at City Press, sixty dollars a week with three kids. Well, who who else was? Were there any other guys that went on to make a name for themselves when you were there? The concurrent was me. I don't. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. Well, guys, I think we're very good, but you never heard of them. Well, I'm uh, not so sure. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. So then I got in the news, and I loved it, and I was good at it, and then I got to the suburbs and then the Chicago Sun-Times. Was it the Wheaton paper? Yeah, a a year out in Wheaton. Uh, That's when we had the baby that I killed. Uh, Oh, yeah, he was head... A problem of punctuality and showing so, up. So I, I, I was out of excuses and Mike was pregnant, so I called in and said, oh, Mike had a baby. So then later Mike told, said, what you tell him for an excuse? I said, I told him he had a baby. He said, you can't tell him that because when the baby comes, how are you going to know if it's a boy or a girl? I said, I don't know. It'll be a boy probably. Right? She said, you can't do that. So, <laughs> you can't, you can't. so then a few days later, I got all sad at work and got bad news. The baby died. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was always doing stuff like that. He was always doing stuff like That's that. That's not very good karmic energy. I mean, no, no, it's not. I, I tell you, it ain't. Uh, okay, wait, now listen. Especially when they took a collection for me. Oh, God. <laughs> were you, and you kept it. Were you fired from I know, 30 bucks. I went right <laughs> to the saloon. Were you fired from the wheat paper? Uh, eventually, we kind of... Severed ties. Yeah, but, but at the same time, I was talking to you, United Press International. That's when, that's when I really learned how to write. Uh, at UPR. Well, how many uh, papers were you fired from? And TV stations. Uh, I only worked for one paper, uh, 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 Sun Times. Oh, it's the only one. Yeah, for three years. Oh. Then, then they started a magazine. I went with that. The Chicago Free Press, that was Chandler and Boyer and those guys. You oh, see Boyer, by the way, when you went to Michigan? No, but he didn't show, And but I had some great Boyer stories for the boys that did show. Okay, well, I, anyway, then, uh, yeah, I was the first one to go into television news that all, always uh, that, that done everything. City News Bureau. Yeah, McHugh. News, McHugh. A weekly paper, daily paper. Yeah, uh, McHugh, 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 did it, McHugh kind of got you the TV job, didn't he? Uh, he got me one. I got my original one. Then I, uh, I left. Television. Oh, you were at CBS, weren't you? Right. Yeah. And, and then, then I started doing the books and stuff, the train books. Yeah. Then they needed a writer, a uh, 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 kind of emergency guy over at NBC, and McHugh brought me in. Yeah. McHugh is made of though. You know why? Because they put this, they put the guy's resume kind of up, and what Jim Tui is our new uh, employee, he's the newest employee, and all. So Tui puts up when he puts. Tui had just a habit of whenever he was asked where he went to school, he always said Harvard. So on this thing, uh, McHugh comes to work, and everybody's kind of buzzing around. Looking Graduate at, school. 
had uh, yeah Harvard Graduate School. So McCulloch, what the fuck? He put Harvard Graduate School. Tui says, I always do. What the hell? There's nothing about it. It was nothing strange. No, I, it, I always thought it was a, a little bit hypocritical that when the fix was in. The first time I went to CBS, the fix was in. I, I, I knew the right guy, and I had the job, but they had to pretend like... And then you go through this whole uh, process of filling out all those forms, and so I just kept giving myself more education because it wouldn't matter. I'm hired. I mean, it's done. They ain't going to... Well, I mean, you can look more at that. More education. It kind of backfire. But. So when I went to CBS, I put down... By this time, I had won awards and did <laughs> newspapers and stuff. I, I was a really respected newspaper guy. But just for the hell of it, I put down ed, under education and the thing they made me go. And I said, uh, a Ph.D. in anthropology from Harvard. Oh, yeah, that's oh my God. Anthropology. It was hard to spell anthropology, but I think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> try archaeology. Do you throw the A in there or not? <laughs> Yeah, right. It got me. I'm an anthropologist, you know. Uh, I just did that on the form for the hell of it. But television, they're impressed by shit like that. So when they put up a new... They put up a new employee picture and they had that there. You guys bitch and moan about back then, but you guys had it easy. There's no checking of credentials, no, no internets and wonderwebs, and you guys could just do whatever the fuck you wanted to. Well, Tui got in trouble, though. You did? Well, here was my point about lying uh, for a job that you knew you could do, but you needed more education. Sure. I understand that. Uh, tell them you got the education. Do the job. Later they come up to you and say, hey, listen, we just checked your stuff. And you ain't got no college degree. And I say, am I doing good work? They say, yeah, but you ain't got no college degree. You're fired. If I had told you right off the bat that I didn't have a college degree, well, would you have hired me? I think no, it, so I haven't lost anything. I think know? at this point it might be appropriate to put it. Tui had a bit of a drinking problem. Why do you have to highlight that? Well, because that did affect his work sometimes. Okay, well, listen. We haven't even touched on the the big case that led to a series of uh, stories and a book or about his time in 68, and we're already at an hour. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm prepared to go on because I find this very interesting. Well, I think maybe we should do a Tui Part 2. Well... I'm, I have no problem with that. Ask Tui. Tui, will you come back for a part two to get into the nitty gritty, the meat of? Um, in your books and all that, yeah. the Operation Greylord, and we want to talk about your books and, about I, and your also, time here in '68. Also, he was betrayed by a very close friend of his. <laughs> he wants to talk about all the bad stuff. Well, it's not a bad stuff because you uh, were you were you were, you were you were the fucking victim. You were the victim. I know, but no, no, I I know too. And we, you guys want to wrap it up with the bad story? No, no that's a, they've got to sell some scores here. Oh, shit. Some scores that need to be sold. Okay, so what we'll do is we will wrap this one up, and then we're two, we'll be back to talk about his books and his 
heyday in journalism. And now he was betrayed by a close friend. And then, I'll, yeah, why don't you guys think about other, like, you know, shit you want to dig up from the past, the bad... Oh, we got plenty of stuff. I'm sure you do. And, and his somewhat tumultuous uh, marriage, I think it's quite interesting. His kids are all interesting. One of his daughter, and I paid... Mike Tui was thrilled when I gave this comp about her daughter, little Michaela. I said, Mike, who she's now a Chicago police woman. I said, Mike, your daughter is the only broad I've ever known that I would pull a job with. That you would what? Pull a job with. Why would you say that? Because she was, she had everything she needed. I mean, most girls aren't, don't have that criminal instinct. Like the I boys, mean, the boys would ask Bruce about his scam, yeah. different scam. What kind of yeah. compliment is that? Yeah, his boys. No, his two kids. When I get when I got when I got when I got when I got out of jail and back in Chicago. Both his boys are coming. Hey, Bruce, tell us a scam. Tell us. I said, you guys, I can tell you the best fucking scam in the world. You guys are fucking up. Your sister wouldn't. But you guys, you couldn't do shit. What are you talking about? Just do something straight. Get real jobs. Forget that. Just get real jobs. So that's why. So that's kind of funny that she's a police officer. Well, of course, it makes total sense. Yeah. Well, well, a very yeah. good police officer, too. So you see, my children's success are all to Bruce. Well, not really. He, well, he, the fact he, that he raised my kids for me. Well, two of the oh, boys. Oh boy, that explains a lot. Well, no one 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 son is a very prominent journalist. The best, I, the best around. He's and the other son, uh, Dolphy, he's kind of like a right chip off the old block. And I think what's what's he doing? Working at UPS or something uh, like that. Well, about twenty two years now. Uh, yeah, supervisor out it's of a the steady airport. job. He's had steady. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know what? He is good. He's a terrific writer. Dolphy is? Yeah. Maybe he wants he, to guest blog. Uh, he's, he's like, he ain't a writer like me or my son John, newspaper guy. He's more like a deep thinking writer. He's got a lot on his mind someplace there. But he, uh, he's pretty good. Uh, but anyway, he's, uh, he, he go, he, he, he's got he, a straight he, job. Is he still married? Yeah, to Kim. Uh, but they live separately. Uh, they, uh, I guess Mike and... Down that road uh, we go. Yeah, Mike and I... Uh, yeah. She lives in Dallas because she works for she the airline. She lives in Dallas, huh? But they say she comes up and stays with Dorothy. I don't know what the odds are, but there was a stretch. I went to three weddings, and every one of the weddings was a white male marrying a black female. Uh, Dolphy married a black female. Ebert married a black female. And my um, friend Spike. I mean, three, three in a row. I don't know what the odds of that are. That's kind of an unusual thing. You should have played the lottery that I probably season, have. that yeah. wedding season. Yeah, I should probably should have. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, save the rest for the next time. All right. Um, Jordan, thanks for for. Well, yes, producing for us. Jordan showed up early, which would probably be a very good policy I was, for you. I, I was mean, working. You, you'd be I amazed. was working. Oh, I was working. What do you think Jordan does all day, by the way? Jordan You works. think this is his only job? And by the way, Jordan got a, uh, a beagle, a four-year-old beagle. Oh, a puppy. Yeah, what's a, what's, what's Westminster what's, champ this what's year. A beagle's, what's a beagle's name? Harris. Huh? Harris. So this is... Not easy for him having a new beagle. I and, understand. And he managed to get here early. Well, I was downtown and had to go home and ride was, my bike here. I was downtown. I had to Leave the broad alone. No, I can't. I he can't doesn't understand what it means to have all these responsibilities. 
um, but that's okay. He, I don't, you know, I don't blame him because it's it's kind of like that situation where he doesn't have the mental capability to understand. So Are you that's talking okay. about Jordan like that? You. Oh, you're talking about me. Oh. Um, also, Rock and Roll Ruth was not here tonight. She's doing a massage. Really fucks up our drinking situation. Well, yes. everybody doubled up <laughs> out of yeah. fear, pure yeah. fear. Uh, yeah. Tui, thanks for being here. Appreciate you're, it. You're yes. welcome. Thank you, Jim. Love all the stories. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, we even, we just scratched the, sur- the surface uh, with Tui. Just a little. S- just a little scratch. Yeah, just a well, little scratch. That's, there'll be more. There'll be more. Oh, there's there's some good stuff sure. out there. We could do it like the quiz programs. Do five in a row right here. No, I don't have the endurance. No, no, no we'll stay till four a.m. After, uh, after, you'll, you'll be no, happy. you'll see. The minute that Jordan hits, turns off no, those those knobs, and the genius takes his headphones off, he just kind of like deflates. Yeah, and I you'll do. just he turns into a puddle. You'll see it. You'll see it before your very own eyes in about five seconds. Oh, on that note. I can't wait. Say goodnight, genius. I mean, what do you mean uh, dissolve into a fucking puddle? What are you talking about? You get about? so tired. It takes a lot of, out of you to You know what does? Leaning forward into this microphone. <laughs> that exhausts me. Maybe I should bring you some pillows so you can have, like, I n- No, up. I need another microphone that comes oh. all the way back. Oh, all right, okay. I think it's time to wrap up. You think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Say goodnight, genius. Goodnight, genius. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you again next time.